understand me now Sometimes I feel a little mad But don't you know that knowing a life can always be nature When things go wrong I seem to be bad joy that's hard to hide And sometimes it seems that all I have to do is worry And then you're bound to see my other side I'm just a soul whose intentions are good Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood If I seem edgy, I want you to know that I never meet the And that's one thing I never meant to do Cause I love you, oh, 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 baby Don't you know I'm human Have thoughts like any other one Sometimes I find myself alone regretting Some foolish thing, some little sinful thing I've done I'm just a soul whose intentions are good Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is Wilfred Santiago, and uh, his new book is 21, The Tale of uh, Roberto Clement. Um, did I get that right? My, my pronunciations uh, are terrible. Okay, Clemente. Um, new book just came out for Fanographics, the story of the baseball player of the same name, of that name. Um... I guess to start out with, uh, Wilfred, is what is it about Roberto that um, is so important to you to do a book about him? Well, um, 21, the story of Roberto Clemente, is it's a book among, about many things, um, mostly the story of a young guy who managed to, to arise from poverty uh, and be part of the Major League Baseball. Now, that's a story that, at this point, is a story that is very common, if you will. There are many athletes and, and of all kinds of sports that that have the same sort of um, path, right? Where mm-hmm. they have a humble beginnings and eventually become, they have superstars. So, if there's any difference if you will, is that you have to take in, in 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 context the context of the story of these people and and the story of Roberto Clemente when you put it in the context of the time where where they occur, well, you have to you begin to realize that he pretty much have a very 
extraordinary life. And, and the story of the underdog, that sort of story is always attractive, right? And, and well, I got an opportunity to, to do comics uh, with baseball, which was another thing that I found kind of appealing. Mm-hmm. As far as the life uh, of Roberto, um, when he was drafted, how common was it for um, Latin American players to be drafted at that point into baseball? Like, was that still well, relatively new? Yeah, yeah. Latin American um, players actually uh, at that point, Lamente was was came to the to baseball in 1955, I think, 1955. So by that time, uh, Latinos in baseball have already been around for a while. I think the beginning of the century might be uh, of the of the 20th century might have been uh, as um, you know that as earlier as that might be there, there has been Latinos. The, the the problem that Clement had for him is that he was a dark skinned Latino. Mm-hmm. So when you put him in the United States on, on that period where you still have like state law and, and, and Jim Crow and and basically uh, legalized segregation and all these racial tension, it's sort of like um this has begin to be a burden for Clement, even though He's not an African American, and most of this hostility, most of the, you know, all the, the situation is is a, is a problem between between the black population and white Americans. Mm-hmm. I guess he's coming from a country where it's a little more, um, it's not so cut well, and dry. Yeah, it's a little more complex. I mean, he comes from Puerto Rico and, and like other countries. Like uh, of the same kind, like Cuba and, and Santo Domingo, Venezuela. There's a lot of these countries that that you know in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, um, there might be sort of sort of prejudice, but there there was never that sort of, of racism like that. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to to pull it off too, because uh, chances are you have a family member that is color, so you don't have that separation uh, of. of uh, you know that 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 occurs a lot um, in the United States because because early on there was there was a, a policy of being separate. While in Puerto Rico, because of the economical situation, it was sort of encouraged for for people to you know get together and, and do their own their own thing. And that's sort of like how the culturally how everything got messed mm. up like that. So it was a little. It was completely different. I mean, he couldn't understand, for example, why why he couldn't sit down and, and drink a coffee or eat in a restaurant, even though at the same time, for example, he could he he used to play Montreal and he didn't have those problems over there either. So it, it was it was a little different. Uh, I mean, it actually was very different from him, and time difficult to understand actually. I feel like with this book, beyond being a story of a player, I mean, there there are definitely major themes that you're working with with the character, and one of them is definitely um, kind of confronting 
that how race is understood at that time um, and the challenges and, and I, I find that really interesting um, specifically how I guess we kind of covered it a bit in, in his experience coming in um, how do you think that affected him as a player um, being kind of you know, not an issue playing in the Latin American leagues or the, Latin, the Caribbean leagues. I think it was, was that what it was called. I I don't when I when you think about it, I think perhaps it didn't affect him as much as a player in the sense that as soon as he entered the field, he was he was game. So, and but I think it might to completely affect him. It did affect him uh, in, in other context where he have all kind of experiences that that you know were, were very difficult but I think there's a certain kind of democratization if you will when you enter when you enter the field because then everybody's a player mm-hmm. you know regardless of, of what prejudice the audience have regardless what other players have um, kind of prejudice they have or that might even include some of you call a player, so he he was able, or he was able eventually to overcome that, and, and obviously and and reach the goal that he set for himself, regardless of a lot of those obstacles. Now the story, the way you tell it is very interesting because you don't. It's not necessarily a um, a straight narrative like you seem to jump around a lot of locations even like mid-page and I'm curious of your the way you told the story what was the the purpose in that as a cartoonist well the book actually begins with um, the game where Roberto Clemente hit uh, his 3000 hit mm-hmm. so that's a very important milestone and you could actually that that game follows um, follows through the book like in, in so you you get the 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 chronological narrative uh and it's interrupted by the this two thousand game as it takes place. It, it sort of the idea was to give the feeling of, of a look a story of a looking back, but not looking back from uh, from the reader's perspective as much as looking back from from Roberto Clemente's um, perspective, mm-hmm. he's the one who who eventually was standing there after hitting the three thousand hit. At the same time, I, I, I use a narrator, a narrator to tell the story, because I do want to also make that connection between Roberto Clemente and his audience that even to these days is still very strong um, from many people. You know, for example, I, I just came from from the signing in Pittsburgh, uh, where Clemente played, and, and I was pretty surprised how many people not only remember, but uh, also saw him play. And people that don't actually read graphic novels or anything like that, or comic books, and you know, they took the time to um, come and, and buy the book and get a sign and share some of the stories, which some of them, you know, found them very interesting. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely uh, a folk hero. 
Yeah, um, yeah. There is also a, a, you could say a, sort of a mythical sort of side of him, which I sort of try to explore. I mean, he has he's a very complex figure. At the same time, he's kind of known, right? So mm-hmm. it was it was a, a matter of trying to find different angles of the same diamond, if you will, and 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 focus on them and giving different different lightings.
what do you identify personally with him? Like, connecting to him as a subject? As a subject? Well, maybe uh, the, the perseverance. Maybe the, the idea of, of setting certain goals. And, I mean, the, the problem with the story of Clemente that he died in sort of a, of a tragic way, right? And, and that, that always, most of the time, is the focus of his story. But I, I kind of remember that that up to that point, his life has been a, a, a great success. Mm-hmm. Every goal he has set for himself, he has achieved. He has achieved, you know, historical things in baseball and in a personal level. I mean, he was a successful man, a successful uh, family man. And so we went in that spirit of, 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 of a go-getter and... and, and and not not giving up, you know. Like even even with the difficulties, he, he found himself. Uh, some of them that are that are not more difficulties that that we find ourselves now, you know, in today's world, uh, like having to do with things like um, racism and, and, and such, which you know at that time is is, is dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. You lose your life on it. Um, so yeah, that that idea. Other than that, um, I can tell you we have very little things in common. <laughs> You're not a baseball superstar. And no, no, and, and you know he, he's a very he was a person who he was. Um, he has his his beliefs, but at the same time he cared a lot about um, the others, in, you know, the individuals, whether well, obviously regardless of, of their color or 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 their place of, of, of origin mm. and, and you know it was it was something that everybody saw and, and he always gave time to to people who he felt were needed and and, and he gave his time to people that are sometimes the least of, of our society what were some of the uh, things that he had done for his hometown in, in Puerto Rico well um he still have a legacy. I mean, his son, they wrong the Roberto Clemente Foundation, for example. Um, there's also in Puerto Rico, in, in a town called Carolina, there's the Roberto Clemente um, Sports City. And, and, you know, it's this big facility where uh, kids go and they can learn about all kinds of sports. Uh, Sometimes... Uh, professional athletes give clinics to to kids. So and, and they're always active in all these kind of things. Um, and 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 not even not just in Puerto Rico. Like um, for example, around September the 14th is Roberto Clemente Night in Pittsburgh, and there's the Roberto Clemente Award, which is given to baseball players that. That you know, carry themselves and, and live their lives in a way that is exemplary, mm-hmm. in following the spirit of the Sheriff Clemente. Um, I'm, the artwork you use in the story, um, the characters have almost a um, I don't think the right word, like a, I don't know, they're very expressive. The the art style you use. Um, tell me about like how that serves a purpose towards the story. Well, before 
I began working on it, there was the decision to be made whether, what type of approach uh, visually I was going to take, whether it was going to be a, a realistic sort of um, approach or uh, a more cartoonish uh, approach. And, and I experiment with both, and and, and I thought I went with something that is more cartoony, if you will, and simply because it, I feel it gave me the flexibility that I needed to tell the type of book I wanted to tell. Uh, have I had a different sort of ideas that that from the ones that I end up uh, uh, exercising? The, the book will probably will have a completely different look. So mm-hmm. it was a matter of what I was trying to do in terms of the story. And, and you know, it, some some of the decisions were conscious in, in, in terms of, of the graphic aspect. And a lot of them are simply uh, occurring in, in the process of creating the book. Roberto had a big belief in luck you really push that in the story and how did he let that kind of control what he did like superstition yeah um, well personally I believe like religion for example is, is there's a lot of superstitions in it <laughs> and his background he comes from a background that and a culture that is very superstitious so I I see it more as a cultural thing than, than I mean, I don't know, I, I think he, he was like that, but at the same time, like, you know, a lot of people are like that, right? Like, we always, a lot of people are looking for signs or a black cat or whatever. And yeah. I don't, so, I, I mean, I don't think it was, it was, I, it was probably something more observational than anything else. I don't think he made decisions based on, on the the color scheme you used to go with the art style it's very muted um, and it really kind of captures I guess a subdued atmosphere like it's very um, mm-hmm. and it, is that kind of purposeful to kind of the brown tones yeah see that that is that is in purpose, but at the same time, there's a happy coincidence, if you will, that I can achieve those those tones and and, and all those views with the colors of the Pittsburgh Pirates, mm-hmm. which was the, the was the idea that I had. I mean, obviously, you have the colors as being others; they might not have worked, but what I was uh, intending intended for the book. And I might have changed that decision of, of using the colors of the uniform, but in this case, I mean, it was perfect. It, it just, it just, just clicked. Perfect, and I went with it. When you're putting the book together, um, you did a lot of research. How did did that change a lot of how you understood Roberto? Did you learn a lot of new things about him through the research process? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the the knowledge I have of him was mostly uh, things that that you hear. You, 
the, the same way somebody in the United States might know about Beirut or Mickey Mantle. I mean, it's sort of a generalized way. So mm -hmm. obviously, like to the research, yeah, I did learn uh, a lot of things that I wasn't aware. And some of them interesting, and, and some of them were useful when creating the book. Um, some of them were left out just simply because they, they, they didn't put anything on the story. Well, it seems like you didn't want to just... It, it wasn't a straight biography. Like, it seems more important that you just kind of had feelings come across than necessarily a long list of facts. Yeah. Actually, it is a biography. I mean, like it's a biography, uh, but it's not like uh, condensed. Like it's very open and moving. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was important that it didn't come out as a textbook, uh, as something you'll be getting at school. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of the book was to, for the reader to, well, basically have a blast, right? <laughs> so, so it was important that that the book has uh, air in it. Like it has a lot of space for the reader to breathe. When it comes, but it, if you look at it close, when it goes down to the detail, um, yeah, it's very it's very out there. And and I'm and also like the idea that I, I the book will I, I want it to be accessible for for everyone. I mean, anybody older than twelve years old and up. Can understand or enjoy twenty one in one level or the other. It's it's, it's, it's layer like that. So it's a matter of how deep you want to get into it, or, or you know what kind of reading you want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a it's a it's a Thank good you. snapshot on a, on a person's life. Um, no, I I there's something I really when I can see a cartoonist playing with what they're doing and not sticking to strict conventions, I really enjoy that. And I feel like you kind of stepped out of the box when you put yeah, this and together. Yeah, was, was, in a way it wasn't some part weren't as hard in the sense that, for example, when it comes to the baseball scene, that was, that, was, that was something that I feel it wasn't explored as much. Mm -hmm. And and as a cartoonist, I was I was definitely very excited about well the possibilities of, of what to do with with those baseball scenes. I mean, you have to remember that the baseball scenes themselves are already written and set. There's there are unchangeable facts on them. So when it comes to to illustrating them, it's more of, of a interpretation. Right than anything else. There's not much writing, so it was more of of how am I going to interpret these things and and trying to find different angles. Right? Mm -hmm. Like how how does it come across emotionally? I guess kind of as a visceral experience. The the experience. Yeah, like how how you portray the baseball. It's more kind of from an experience point of view than necessarily um, like you're saying you're not just putting the facts there what happened it's just how it, how it would feel yeah yeah like you're not just in the audience you know even if you don't know how to play you're there you know I'm on the, the ball the ball projectile flying all over the place and bats and dirt and all that stuff I mean that was the idea like 
having more of a of a inside the, the scene feel to it than than watching a baseball game from the bleachers. Yeah. Which personally, a lot of sports don't have that feel to me, but that's just my. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, Wilfred. Thank you. And um, well, if anybody wants to to visit uh, the book website, that's twenty one comics dot com, and I appreciate your invitation and, and the opportunity talking with you. Thank you. It's uh, is it comics with an X or with a CS? Yeah, twenty one comics dot com. Yeah. Okay. Viens petite fille dans mon comic strip Viens faire des bulles, viens faire des Des, 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 et des Je distribue les swings et les supercutes Ça fait, ça fait, et ça fait Ou bien, ou parfois même Viens petite fille dans mon comic strip Viens faire des bulles, viens faire des Des, 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 et des Viens avec moi par-dessus les buildings Ça fait quand on s'envole et puis Après quoi je fais et ça fait Shabam! Pow! Blow!